What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm joined today by Kevin. No Michael. He's um, in the state of Ohio, where Kevin and I both live and record our podcast, but yet he's not on with us. So I figure that shit out. I don't know. But I mean, I, I mean, I do mine from my phone. So, um, you know, I'm sure there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. If there is a will, there is a way. Uh, but anyway, but you got Kevin and I, and this is going to be a little bit different type of episode. And, you know, judging from the ratings or the listens the last couple of weeks, maybe that's a good thing because it seems like the same old, same old shit just isn't working. Any, same old stick just isn't working anymore. Um, but uh, this is going to be... To me, I don't know how you feel about Kev, but almost kind of like more of like a therapy session in a way. Okay. Right? Like it, I, you know, and, and this is uh, the only thing I, I always draw comparisons to this just because to me, it, it, it has kind of the same toxic fan base. But you, you know, from being from North, Northeast Ohio, being a Browns fan, other Browns fans are super toxic. And nothing yeah. the team ever did was good enough. It was always like a, like you know, everybody complained and thought that they could be a general manager and and and, and sign players and trade players and, and and do the the job these professionals do. But at the end of the day, I mean, average shows is sitting on their couch aren't qualified to do that. But because we have social media and we have these keyboard warriors, everybody seems to like want to draw that neg- draw on that negativity. So I, I remember um, one of the local radio shows did a thing called uh, Therapy Monday. So every time the Browns would lose, they would have like a therapy day where people would call in and, and just bitch about, you know, the team. And as we were coming down to record this podcast, I was like, I, I grabbed a water and I started walking down the steps. And I was like, nah, I, I need a I need a beer. So I went back to the <laughs> fridge to get a beer. And then I was like, nah, I need something stronger. So then I pulled out the um, I pulled out the bottle of uh, Jefferson Reserve and then poured a poured a glass, and now I'm gonna mix in a little cherry Coke Zero, and uh, we're gonna get started. How's that sound to you? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sticking with water because I already had had my beer for the night. So. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. I just need something a little stiffer. Um, but I mean, you, you said that you had a lot to talk about, and and obviously, you know, a lot of this stems from you know. Bray Wyatt's release, uh, the the announcement that came yesterday, and you know just kind of how pissed off everybody was. I was already kind of planning to rant a little bit even before that happened, um, but uh, Kevin, I know you said you said you have a lot to say, so I'll let you kind of start us off. Well, I mean, I, there was a lot to talk about this week. I mean, um, j- just I mean, in the world of wrestling, Without I mean, um, especially with AEW show that they put on. Um, lot to talk about there um but then we just kind of all got you know i guess um you know blindsided by this whole release of bray wyatt and i um and i think you said it best in our group chat you're like i just don't get it i'm done and to me like you know and if everybody listens i mean you know we're wwe fans but obviously you know, Jason, you're a huge, you know, WWE fan for you to say like, I'm done or not done, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just at a loss of words, you know, it, it's pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the, I mean, the, the thing is, I just, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, you know, and all the reports of, Oh, his contract or, 
oh, because he had a higher contract and because of his, you know, you know, medical issues or whatever, maybe there's something more. Like, I, I just, I mean, come on. I just don't get it. Like, people have been, you know, they've got around things in the past before. And, you know, first of all, like, when it comes to these big contracts, well, whose fault is that? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, you know what I mean, like, that's that's their fault. They they were worried about like people leaving or whatever, so they signed a lot of these people to big contracts and stuff. Like, um, yeah, I just don't, you know, if if they sit there and they don't see like people like AEW or anybody as like competition, then why did you sign all these people to these big contracts? And then you turn around, you know, if, if you look back at like some of the releases, and I know they brought like Samoa Joe back, which was great. And who's to say they can't ever do that with Bray Wyatt? You know, it, it you know that all depends on the, what he wants to do. I think Samoa Joe just was like, you know, well, maybe he didn't really want to go anywhere else. He maybe he knew like he could get come back or whatever. Like, I, I can see like like I said, some of the releases that they have done, um, like Lana. Lana was kind of a little bit of a shock because they you know were doing stuff with her, whether it made her look good or bad. She still was like doing stuff. Um, you know, you had Aleister Black. Like they were trying, like they were, you know, recreating him and his character and everything. And all of a sudden, he was released and like. Um, even Braun Strowman, I almost kind of felt like Braun Strowman had kind of gotten stale. You know what I mean? Like, there was only so much you could do with him. Right. Um, but but if you look at somebody like, you know, Wyndham Rotundo, that's his real name, you know, and whether he's Bray Wyatt or The Fiend or whatever, like... Husky Harris? I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, how? and I was sitting back, like thinking uh, just a few hours ago I can't like how many of our shows that we dedicate like to oh well you know I know it was great this week everything with the fiend was fucking great you know what I mean like we we sat back we're like well yep I yep it it was amazing amazing again amazing again week after week after week so here you had somebody that just like this out of the box character that, like, you you haven't seen anything like like that, um, in a while or maybe ever. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, just going back from when he debuted as the Fiend, and, and like, it, and it was believable. Like, you know, people could suspend their disbelief and and enjoy it for what it was. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, that's that's a one thing because yeah, it's a little hokey and and it could be a little campy, but. At the same time, you, like, really were pulling for the guy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, when he debuted the character at SummerSlam against Finn Balor, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, just from his entrance and just everything about it, I was like, this is going to be gold. Like, but just with, you know, like, the the burials they've done with him, you know what I mean, especially with Goldberg and... And just other things, it was just like, oh my god, like what? What are they doing? And you're thinking, okay, maybe they're not a big fan of it. Maybe he wasn't a big fan of it. You never, you know what I mean? Like, even though it was cool and everything, but maybe he was like, no, nah, I, I think we could do something better. And maybe that's what, like, that's what I thought. Like something just like 
was really going to come of this at, you know, especially after WrestleMania. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, you know, I think Alexa Bliss said it best on her uh, Twitter account. Like she's just, I got lost for words. And, you know, especially somebody who basically was given like his gimmick, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not his gimmick, but like, as far as going like to that side of that character, it just I don't know it kind of just blows my mind like whether you know I mean the guy number one the guy could work yeah you know what I mean like he could work and he could talk and like don't care what he looks like don't I you know what I mean like to me like normal like I don't care you know can he work can he talk can he captivate you can he you know put an ass every 18 inches and he can and I don't know it's just yeah now I'm not gonna sit there and be like oh fuck WWE you know <laughs> right you know yeah. I you know what and, I mean because like you don't know at the end of the day and yeah my my reaction initially was like to me this was unforgivable right like if, if they just outright released him no other reason he didn't ask for it and and it seriously is budget cuts that to me is the biggest piece of trash move that i, I i've ever seen them do because you're talking about one of the most creative and talented guys they have on their roster and a guy that was a top merch seller for them and a guy that invested thousands of dollars of his own money into creating that character like that was his that was his baby. He put that time and that effort and that money into it, not them. And and he got it over. So And he's over like and the thing is he just he's like trying to be this like bastard demon type person, but he's so over with the crowd. Right. That like he could be that like amazing like like almost like baby face character, but like um but in this like demonic role. Yeah. Like, I I just that's where I kept thinking. I was like, God, can you imagine? Like, you know, let's say Roman goes on and beats Cena, and he just keeps dominating, dominating, and then here comes the Fiend to challenge him. You know what I mean? Like, like to me, that's believable. Towards like, that, oh shit, that's I where Roman's. I was hoping they were going because he was even <clears throat> supposed to eventually come back in in August. Actually, from from what it sounds like, he was gonna have a, mm-hmm. he was gonna return to the company in August. But yeah, I mean, I I don't get it. It, it. It's just it's just one of those things where, you know, hopefully, you know, there there's a lot of stories out there that possibly he could be going through some mental health stuff, and 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 maybe if that's the case, and he didn't he needed more time off. I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like WWE is going to get a, a shit ton of, of flack for this, and and mm-hmm. you know, and and really, it might not even be their fault. And that that's the thing. Like, I know my reaction was, was kind of like fed up right at the beginning, but then somebody commented on the post and on Twitter and said, well, then don't be the one to watch it and to give them ratings and to give them this. I'm like, look, look, I've been watching WWE professional wrestling in general since I was three years old. I'm not going to stop. Like, you know, we wouldn't even be sitting here having this conversation if it wasn't for Vince McMahon and WWE, like flat out, it wouldn't nearly have had the heights that it got to. It wouldn't have been as popular as it was. If you take WWE out of the equation, then there is literally no reason that you and I are sitting here having this conversation. 
Right. Uh, you know, so, and, and there's still, and, and, you know, not boycotting the show, there's still performers on the show that I like to watch. Roman Reigns is one of them. The Usos are another one. You know, you got guys like Kyrian Cross, Keith Lee on Raw, Bobby Lashley. Boycotting the product hurts them. They're out there trying to make money. They're out there trying to put on a good show. If you're not going to watch it just because they released one guy, I mean, they've released tons of people throughout the years and tons of people that you love to, to watch. The, the the cool thing about the wrestling business today, and I think that's kind of where, you know, there is another place for people to go. And so it's it's not like just these guys are going to disappear off the face of the earth because they could find a platform in AEW. They could find a platform in, in impact wrestling. They could find a platform in, in new Japan, whatever. And eventually they could come back to WWE and be that bigger, bigger stars for it. I mean, look at guys like Kevin Nash. He left his diesel, came back as Kevin Nash, and he was more over as Kevin Nash than he ever was as diesel. Um, you look at guys like Mr. Perfect, you know, he had a motto, get out, get out while you're, what was it? Get out while, uh, while you're on top or get out while you're over or something like that. Or, you know, stay, yeah. stay there long enough just to make them love you. And then you leave. And then when you come back, it means that much more. Um, so, I mean, there is definitely something to be said about that. And, and there is always possibilities down the road, as long as there's two big wrestling companies, because you know, WWE is not going anywhere. They're still going to have their viewers. They're still going to have their ratings and they still have the big stars. They still have the big attractions. And from a production value, there's nothing AEW can do to touch what WWE is doing. If you watch the two shows now, AEW has gotten good and, you know, and, and I've, I've really been enjoying their show the last like couple of months, really. But really when you look at it from a production standpoint, it's kind of the same way WCW was, I mean, the, the product just looks so much better, so much crisper. It's like watching high definition to standard definition if you if you were to go back and forth between their, their shows. So, you know, it, it's I, – I guess I'm kind of going around a, a long rant here just to yeah, say – Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think AEW is more of a um, – I don't want to say this um, – ECW on steroids. <laughs> I can see that. You know what I mean? Like they play better venues than ECW did. <laughs> they have a, but they have like a hot crowd like them. They do some like some extreme wrestling, but yet they still have <laughs> wrestling. We'll get you to, know what we'll, I mean? we'll get to some of their extreme wrestling here in a minute once we finish oh, up the I, conversation. <laughs> yeah, I I really want to talk about their show Wednesday because I tell you there was. Yeah, I know. You, I know. You, I want to talk about the whole uh, first match too. Yeah, definitely. But, but um, yeah, right. I just think, and, and and that's fine. And you know what? And AEW may never want to really like be like that. You know, they don't. To me, I don't think they have to be like that. I think they're they're gonna have a fan base, um, no matter what. Um, like I said, if Impact Wrestling has found a way to be around this long through its incarnations of TNA and NWA and everything. I think AEW would be just fine, you know, especially especially having a cable network like deal. Like you look like TNA, like when they first started as like NWA TNA, they just did weekly pay per views, and then they yeah, then they got a TV show, but it was like on Spike TV. You know what I mean? Like that's you know, some people get yeah. Spike TV, some people didn't. Like you know, almost everybody gets TNT. You know what I mean? So or TBS, you know, yeah. or TBS, yeah. So like between having like you know and having the you know second show start, 
which I think is a decent time slot. You know what I mean? It's a decent time slot to have it. it what is it going to be, Fridays at 10 or something like that? Yeah. Which is which, smart which is, to do it after SmackDown airs. Yeah. You know, I, I me personally, like, like, is, is it going to – I think that time slot I am changing because, like, if SmackDown can continue to be good – yeah. Especially now, like with Sasha back, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and she fucking like how fucking oh, awesome. how fucking baby, awesome was that too? <laughs> yeah, baby face, and then I turned heel. You know what I mean? Like, as long as SmackDown just keeps those couple hot storylines, like you know, you might be too drained to go watch a ten o'clock show. Doesn't mean people won't like tape it and stuff like that, but like right. to me, like that doesn't get you the ratings or whatever. So, I think they can be successful with a second show. They might just maybe, maybe that's the only time slot they can get right now. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be, and and really that AEW is very very contingent on that TV deal because if they if they didn't have that, then we wouldn't even be having this conversation with them. So they were lucky enough to get a TV deal on a major motion network, and 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 Tony Khan being, you know, his being who he is 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 the reason why they they have that deal, in my opinion. Um, yes, you know, and, and striking a deal with with um, with um, Warner Brothers and stuff like that. Honestly, I you know, and, and, and I've kind of came up with this. I, I wish we still had it because I, I even drew up a proposal because we used to have this thing because I, I work for AT and T. AT and T owns Warner Brothers and HBO and you know all that stuff, and and Warner Brothers owns TNT. So oh, very, so basically, so basically, you work for AEW. No, I don't. But but I, I, I so I I drew up this proposal because I. I honestly, and, and we used to have this thing, it was an innovate thing where we could like submit ideas. And once we submit those ideas, if they become a thing, like they go through like a think tank and those think tank people, you know, will either decide, is this a good idea or a bad idea? And then they execute it. And then if they decide it's a good idea, you get to become like the lead of that idea. And then you hire your own staff and like you make it work or whatever. So I drew up this proposal, but then they took away the whole fucking think tank thing. Um, but, but basically my idea is... AEW should uh, set up an exclusive deal with HBO Max. Think about, like, you know, WWE has their their deal with Peacock. You think of, um, you know, all the pay-per-views and everything. Oh, yeah. And even some of the exclusive content, like Being the Elite or some of their YouTube shows go to HBO Max as exclusive deals. Hell, that would be a great thing for HBO Max, and that would be a great thing for for AEW. You get that that guaranteed money from a, a big major network, and... You know, you have that, and it's already a relationship you have, so it's almost like a no fucking brainer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially, when, I mean, you're only putting on like four pay per views a year. Like, right. I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt you that much. Like, you know, and maybe that's why they're they haven't done something like that because they're kind of relying on okay, people are going to pay the fifty bucks. Right. You know what I mean? But like, um, but they get but yeah, I mean, that subscription I'm, revenue, then that's that's more money in their pockets. You know what I mean? Right to the point where they can maybe put on like maybe two more pay-per-views a year or something like that. Maybe, you know, do one every other month or so. Or some other special events like the Fight for the Fallen or something like that. Instead of it being a TV thing, they could do it as an exclusive thing or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely some some potential there, but... You know, and, and that's that's why you know I I, I kind of went around it a little bit ago, but I, what I was saying is that you know I, I I'm never going to stop watching WWE at this point. I'm 38 years old, and I've been watching it for 35 years of my life. I'm not going to stop. I don't. It just just releasing one guy is not going to make me stop watching it. Now, 
Um, as far as, you know, but, but overall I'm a wrestling fan. Like I, I love watching AEW. If I had time to watch impact a little bit more, I might, you know, I try to catch things on YouTube and different, different, uh, you know, social media things. Like I'll watch a match here and there, try to keep up with the storyline. New Japan. I just don't have fucking time to track any of that shit down. I'll be honest with you. No, like I know it, of it, some people in there, but I, and I've, I'll watch a match here and there, but I, I can't New Japan, New Japan. Yeah, New Japan's like if you want to like, you know, I want to sit down and like watch, you know, some good mat wrestling. You know what I mean? Like watch a five star. Because yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thirty six stars. And, and um, the, the other thing too, speaking of uh, thirty six stars in the Tokyo Dome, part part of the, the budget cut thing came from Dave Meltzer. So my believability that that's the real reason why he was released it already is skeptical there because. Fucking Dave Meltzer, he 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 talks out of his ass. He doesn't know yeah. for 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 sure. He he's just speculating there. He he doesn't have a source that told him that. He literally just made that shit up. Yeah, and that and that's the thing that pisses me off is that he you know he he passes his opinion on his fact, and then all these people run with it and make a big fucking deal about it, and you know, and all of a sudden that's that's a real thing, and that's. You know, it's it's very irresponsible. I mean, I get the guy's made a ton of money, and you know, I his Wrestling Observer newsletter and the things that he does that are his opinion is great, but it's just the way that he words it, it just has a it comes across as if he's trying to be factual, and that's that's where I think a lot of people get confused sometimes, or people kind of hang on every word he says because they think he's being fucking for real when he's not always. Yeah. But I think the only things that he the things that he does well is anytime a wrestler passes away or something like that, like, um, the he writes r- r- yeah. the obituaries that he writes are really, really good. Like those are pretty good reads. I mean, other than that. Yeah. And, um, I, and, and I don't, I don't even have a problem. In the, in the words of Bruce Richard, fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even have a problem with his star rating stuff because it is his opinion. Now, when he when he editorializes the matches and he throws in his little digs here and there, so I do have a problem with that because he he does have a very clear bias towards certain people that he just doesn't like, and that's yeah. you know if if you're gonna report on stuff like that, then I don't know. I, I guess I guess people that that feel the same way about those people though maybe maybe that's why they they kind of latch on to that, but. I don't know. It's just I, I'm real big on trying to not be negative with a lot of things, and there's there's too much negativity in all of our lives right now. So I'm trying not to make something that I love and enjoy watching, and you know I, I'm trying not to make that into something negative. <laughs> and it's it's hard right. sometimes, you know, because there's so much out there, and then things like this happen, and a guy that you you know respect and and enjoy watching, and one of the reasons why you tune in every week. It's just gone, just like that, and it's like, yeah, it's just it's disappointing. Really, is the best way to put it. And 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 the the other thing too is, have you seen the backlash Alexa Bliss has gotten about this? Oh yeah, because oh, you basically took his Fuck character and that. now he's gone. Fuck that! Fans that are taking shots at her. That that is the lowest form of fucking life. Leave that poor woman alone. She does not deserve that. She is she's is a professional. She is doing what she's asked to do. 
And she took that character and moved it away from the Firefly Funhouse and from from the uh, the music and all that stuff, and and she's turned it into her own thing. Leave her be with that. Like that's not. I mean, I I heard a, a somebody had tweeted something out where she's apparently asking for her release now, and that has to stem from fans overreacting and 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 being assholes to her and i i just i can't stand for that like that's 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 some bullshit if, if you're if you're taking your time to tweet at an innocent person because of another person being released then you literally have too much fucking time on your hands and you need to get a fucking life go out and go out and enjoy the sunshine go out and walk your dog go to a park go to a fucking movie go do something with your life because you are Truly, the lowest form of humanity. <laughs> all right, that's all I got to say about that. You got anything on there? <laughs> no, I think you said it all for both of us. All right, um, all right. So we can move on from that. Um, I'm, I, you know, I, I'll be excited to see if Bray pops up somewhere. Um, I mean, you know, it seems like we might get a couple of big debuts in AEW here pretty soon. So uh, their show. It's already been pretty good, but it, it's about to get even better. But let's let's talk about Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go on a lighter note and start with that first match. Dude, when they fucking came out to that fucking all-star dun, NBA. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> For, okay, first of all, number one, how great did Don Callis look with the fucking short <laughs> shorts and the high black socks and, and then, and then get his ass like, like made fun of by, uh, JR and Tony uh, Giovanni. Yeah. Or, like, I, I'm sorry. Like that, like, I did not expect that. Like that, that to me was just like out of the box. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, and, and, and like when the young bucks were like air humping, in the ring <laughs> yeah. to it like oh my god just so funny i mean like, I, 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 obviously, I, obviously they have these warner brother tie-ins but at least they're making the most of it and having fun with it and being creative with it oh my god so like hilarious. just like the entrances like oh, like yeah. uh J- justin roberts like you know like i'm like oh my god i like i had no idea like what the hell is going on here yeah um but like but before that, and I think in like Conrad Thompson even like like praised it too. Like how awesome was the video package and the entrance of the Dark Order with uh, Adam Page? Oh, it's really like, fucking awesome. I wonder who had that idea months ago. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't somebody, know. Somebody, somebody, know. somebody from the Gimmick Minute Wrestling podcast might have mentioned that they should become a, a cowboy game. I I don't know, but. Yeah, hey, Tony, I, I'm available, man. I, I'll quit my job today and go work on your creative team. I'll be happy. To. Yeah, you, know, you don't. Have, you don't have to steal all my shit for free. For free, I can just come work for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. But God, though, but it was like it almost kind of gave me chills. It gave me chills almost. Yeah. Like it was just like it was like awesome, and like how some of the guys still wear the Brody Lee shirt, and like right. how they're just in sync with like I mean, um, I'm really shocked like how well like Adam Page is like kind of like. Um, uh, you know, been like in sync with those guys. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, and the whole match was, you know, the young bucks kind of they tried to do the uh, alley oop oh, into the uh, military so truck. Bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but somebody's like, yeah, no, too bad. Would have been better if you made it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, 
Yeah, if you would have spiked but the I'm, ball into his ass as he was going down, it would have been a whole lot. Yeah. Better. Now I know they lost, and like you know, Page supposedly doesn't have his title shot, which I mean, I'm sure that's gonna. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because because it, it was all set up thinking that Page was gonna make. I, honestly, when he was down, when it was four to one, I was like, ah, he's not coming back from that. Not against the elite. They're not gonna let that happen. There's no fucking way. Like, I kind of felt like that wasn't going to happen, so I wasn't too surprised when it didn't, but it started to look like for a minute he was going to do it. Yeah, I know, yeah, and and that was good. I mean, it kind of just, just kind of continues the story, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, what's going to happen next? But I tell you, though, like, when they finally do have a match, like, I, I'm really looking forward to it just because, I mean, their history as a tag team, as tag champs, and um, and I, I think they'll, you know, pull off an awesome match. So, uh I like how it's a you know good feud uh, for him. Well, his AEW feud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's 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 been it's been good. I I'm just curious though because it's like, you know, you you feel like Hangman's gonna be the one to take it off of him, but if if they're delaying him not getting his title match, then that's gonna be another pay-per-view that's gonna go by where he's gonna face somebody else, and you almost know that he's gonna end up winning that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, so when like, is the next? Is it October? Yeah, I think there's one coming. I think Double or Nothing's coming up. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Is I'm just trying to think when. When is it? I think it's in October. I can September or October. I'll uh, I'll get on the Google machine real quick and and find it. I mean, I honestly, I th- I think like if there's a time where it's like you know, I mean, like you know, Omega's had a great title defense. You know, great title run, like. I, I think Paige deserves it. Like the guy works his ass off. He, he you know, I mean, like with he's so over. You know what I mean with the right. cowboy shit. Like I, I, I think that'd be a big. It doesn't mean he needs to keep it long. You know what I mean? Like they can always put it right back on Omega. Um, but I think that'd be good for them to kind of like, you know, kind of rise up and say, hey, okay, let's you know, let's make a star here. Let's make somebody. And it'd be Adam Page. Oh, they have All Out coming up September 5th. All Out. Okay. Yeah. All Out. And that's, all that's, out. that's yeah. in Chicago at the Now Arena. So, that's why everybody thinks that Punk's going to be back. Hmm. I thought I lost you for a second. All right. No, no, no. no I'm, just, I'm, just trying to, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think now because the whole thing with Darby Allen and – Basically yeah. calling out CM Punk. Yeah. But now I'm starting to think world. like, yeah. So now I'm thinking, do they save if Punk is signing? Do they save him? Like, say Omega wins. See, that's the thing. Like that. That almost makes me think like Omega would win. Mm-hmm. And like, like, but does Punk come in and be the instant challenger? Like, I mean, no, because you have to have a good win loss record before you can get a shot at the world champion. You can't. You can't just walk in off the street. You got to win. This is, Oh God! <laughs> Look, Christian, Christian had to remember. Christian came in, and the first thing he did was uh, kind of attack Omega and hold up the belt. But then he was like, "Oh, I can't challenge for it because I don't have a good win loss record." Then he had to go through yeah. and a bunch of matches to to be the number, you know. And he's still not anywhere near there. He's just he's just a guy right now fighting Matt Hardy. Yeah. I think Darby Allen would be a good first opponent i guess um you know it, it's hard to say you know what i mean and and where, where does that's Dan, what i said like i, I think it'd be, i think it'd be hilarious in, you know 
Yeah, yeah. I just I think it'd be hilarious if Punk came in and he fucking healed on everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? Like pulled a pulled a Brian Pillman come to ECW. Oh my god, Brian Pillman! They just fucking turns on everybody instantly. Yeah. So. That'd be great. Um. So what else happened in that show? So we had that. Um, uh, Lance Archer defended his IWGP United States title against uh, Haku's How about Haku? Kid. How about Haku? Haku's yeah, how about still Haku looking good. Still looking well, good. Yeah. Dude, I bet he's still fucking kicked 90% of anybody's ass. Oh, without a <laughs> doubt. Without a doubt. No, he looked, he, yeah, he still looks, he looks fucking great for his age. And he's got two Jesus. kids, so Helico is one. Is that how you say his name? Helico? And then he has, yeah. the, he has the two boys that are a tag team in, uh, I think they're like ROH in New Japan. They're part of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Tanahashi? Mm-hmm. Uh, challenge, you know, challenge an archer. That's going to be in heard, Japan, though. In, in Japan, yeah. But then, like, but then Moxley did the promo later on, kind of like calling him out too. So, yeah. Um, I mean, probably not a lot of people know of him, but like, probably one of, if not maybe the greatest, probably one of the greatest Japanese wrestlers of all time. Maybe even one of the greatest of all time. Like, I think he, I think he holds the record for most IWGP heavyweight title victories. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, like, and I, I like went back and like found a match like he had with Nakamura years ago, and because I somebody said something about like, oh my god, go back and if nobody's heard of him, go back and watch some of his matches with Nakamura, like when Nakamura was younger and shit, like, like oh yeah, <laughs> awesome shit. <laughs> so, um, Shinsuke yeah, so we'll you know Nakamura, you know we'll see. It's just it's just it just sucks because it's like. You know, not a lot of people know a lot of New Japan, unless you're a, like, you know, a Dave Meltzer Mark type person, but like, you just don't know a lot of the people. Right. Which is fine, whatever. I mean. So then we, we got the main event, which was the. This was the second Labor of Jericho, second of five, mm-hmm. right? I think, I think what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, no rules match against Nick Gage. And. Um, Dead. Death match. Oh yeah, and, and oh man, I, it was it was a little brutal at times. I mean, not not just the the violence in the ring, but Nick Gage is not not a great worker. <laughs> by, you know what? He, he but he's not but he's but he's not bad. He's not like, bad. He's, no, he's Some, not. Somebody, he's not Sandman bad. Somebody called him a ring general on Twitter, and I was like, "Were you watching the same fucking person? Like, uh, you're just a mar- you're just a mark for Nick Gage at that point." If you're I would say him he's a ring more, I would say he's I would say he's more like a ring Gomer pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I would. That sounds more. But I, I will say about this about the dude. Like I, maybe a fifteen year old me would love death matches and shit. Yeah. And anymore, I'm just like, it's not fucking wrestling. No. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of dumb fucks. Like you, you and I could go out and put a death match on and yeah. call call ourselves professional wrestlers, but we're not. Right. <laughs> you we, know what I mean? We like, could go out and hit each other over the head with light tubes and. Yeah, which I I mean I am glad they use at least use light tubes that don't have mercury in them. Yeah, you know what I mean, like because you could tell like when they break because 
light tubes that have mercury in them like leave a cloud of dust and like not that's really not good i mean none of it's good for you but like (laughs) light tubes that have mercury and stuff in them like that's like bad and so at least they did that i i will say that the dude as fucking nuts as he is he does know how to work those light tubes to where i think he's done it enough to where it's like you know especially like the incident where he like died for eight minutes yeah like like that one like i don't know if you ever do that fucking spot again well they had like light tubes like it was on the ropes and he went through them and then when he fell out fell out of the ring he fell on it or whatever and like stabbed him or yeah it stuck with him yeah went with him all yeah so like when he hit jericho over the head with the one if you look at like there was like a still picture of it he lets go of it as he's hitting him. Right. So it's like he kind of just like throws it at him instead of like holding it. You know what I mean? It's like you could just tell the guy knows how to at least work him. And even when now, they hit on the head, they hit at the very like crown, the very top of the head. Yeah. Instead of like on the like a front around the eyes or anything like that. Yeah. So the spot though, I don't know if that was real glass. I, I'm guessing it was like a plexi sugar glass. Oh, that was that was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I'm sure it's some. It's some they were cut. I mean, they were cut up from it. Both of them had cuts on them from that, mm-hmm. and it was sticking in his skin at one point. So yeah, I mean, I, I really think because you can see him bleeding under his shirt from from that, yeah from that. So I I have no doubt that that glass was was somewhat real. I mean, just the, but like. And the sound it made, it sounded like fucking glass. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it did, yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, I marked out so big. The best spot in the match, Jericho pulling out the fucking green mist. Yeah, oh, yeah. Into the Judas into the Judas effect. Yep. That, that was fucking awesome. Um, yep, but, like, listen, as campy as it, the match was and what, like you know what like kudos for fucking Jericho like he went fucking like he doesn't have to do that shit no he, he hit that hurricane <laughs> he rana he hit that hurricane rana too dude like again the second time oh yeah you knew that was coming as soon as he went up there and you yeah. saw gage's like hey like gage was ready for it you know what i mean so like um yeah i mean like i said i mean kudos to him too like and i know mike made a comment somebody like oh it looks like he cut him well yeah yeah that was yeah he sliced wow. him with a pizza cutter and Jericho cut himself open make it look like you he know. actually sliced him make with a pizza it, cutter yeah speaking of the pizza cutter what was your yeah. take on the domino spot okay here's the funny thing when I was watching the match I didn't even think of it yeah. I didn't even like <laughs> like when they went to picture in picture I wasn't even watching the commercial like I was trying to watch the uh, picture in picture yeah, I did, I did not even I didn't even like recognize like you know what I mean like it I didn't, didn't even it cross didn't dawn, my mind. It didn't dawn on you. It didn't dawn on me whatsoever. Oh, like, I, I laughed. I laughed my ass off. I was like, oh my god, that's where you're going after that. Yeah, I no, I didn't. I didn't even dawn on me. I didn't even think about it until people brought it up on Twitter. So, so I was just trying to walk because even somebody like Jason Powell on ProWrestling.net was even like, um. Cause I like I'll read his like play by plays as the matches are going on too, just to hear like read his like point of views of what he 
what's going on. And yeah. he's like, this is going to be that. And I think that's what it was. I was reading it as I was going on. He's like, this is going to be the most like watched like picture in picture in AEW like history because <laughs> everybody wants to see what's so like I was watching it. It did not even dawn on me. Yeah. The whole dominance thing. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, fucking brutal. I so mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, watched it, I watched it back <laughs> a little bit. So I started the pay per view or the pay per view. I started Dynamite when it first started, and I was watching it. But then, um, then the kids came in, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm like, you know, we ended up watching something else for a little bit." So then, after everybody went to bed, I, I picked it up and started watching it from there, and. Um, so a lot of times with the picture on picture, and I do this on on NXT and even Raw and SmackDown, I tend to fast forward through the picture in picture because most of the time they're just doing rest holds and there's really not a whole lot, mm-hmm. you know. But but that time I, I did watch it and I, I definitely got the, the commercial. I was, just, I was just like, oh my god, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just... it, it was it was definitely a brutal match, and I don't think that we're gonna see a whole lot of Nick Gage in AEW. They might dust them off every now and again, but I guess it just depends on the backlash from the sponsorship because I'm sure they don't want to lose any more sponsors. No. <laughs> no. I'll say one thing about Nick Gage. He he lives his fucking, like... Oh, he lives his gimmick. And I don't think it's even a gimmick. I think it's just him. Yeah. Like, I think he just has that demeanor. Like, you know, like he never fucking smiles. He never, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just he just, you know... Is is who he is, and like, I mean, I mean, he represents yes. the murder, death, kill gang. So, I mean, that's that's all you need. This, you know what? Here's the thing: he may not be a fucking traditional wrestler, but you know what? A lot of people know know of him, and and they talk about him. Yeah, so. I, I'd say Cardona and, and Jericho. I, I mean, Dark Side of the Ring did did its part. But Cardona yeah. and Jericho, I think, have, have really kind of made him more household, more of a household name. Not that I want to um, give Cardona any credit, but uh, but he did have the tweet of the week because after the match was over or as the match was going on, he's like, "I've beaten both of these guys." Yeah, I saw that <laughs> a douchebag. Yeah. Why is he such a derelict man? Dude, I don't know. God. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's he's something uh-huh. else. He, he's uh-huh. he's he's definitely a mark for himself too. But oh yeah, I don't know. More more credit to him. I I, I was listening to um, you know I, I listen to Renee Young's podcast and well I guess she's not Renee Young anymore but Renee Paquette or Renee Good or you know Moxley's wife you know the one that just had the baby. Uh, but yeah, she she had uh, that, bit, that bitch. <laughs> she had she had some guest hosts and uh, Chelsea Green was one of her guest hosts and and Chelsea Green of course had had Cardona on as as her guest and. It, it, dude, he's just such a he's so fucking full of himself and maybe that's his gimmick and maybe that's that's his part of it maybe he's not really like that but he always comes across as that just douchey asshole that you just don't want to be around <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah know. i just yeah i just think it's funny because it's just you know uh yeah I, I mean overall though good show it was it was a, it was a lot of fun to watch and then then of course we got SmackDown, which you know SmackDown has continued to be good. Fucking, <laughs> fucking uh, Roman Reigns getting missionary position over on uh, on his promo a, a couple of weeks ago, and then and then bringing it back out this week, and then the whole um, what 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 was your take though on how they did the 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 contract signing? So you had Corbin, oh, I, 
I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, it, I just, you know, I know I've shit on Baron Corbin a lot, but like, <laughs> I love this. I, 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 I love it. I think it's, you know, what I mean, like, he's, um, he, he's getting it over. You know, what I mean, like, he's making it work, and like, I, I'm glad they went away from the King thing, and like, he, he's making it work. You know, what I mean, like, he's not coming across as like this, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, even as a heel, like I, I just didn't like his other characters and stuff. Like, just not a fan of. But like this whole thing of being miserable and begging for and money. like, I, yeah. But I even saw like the tweet was like, was it uh, Money in the Bank last year? Remember when he broke the glass? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The long term storytelling, like Baron yeah. Corbin's year explained. He broke the glass, and now he's suffering the seven years of bad luck or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it's brilliant. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I I like it a lot. I think I think it's hilarious. So yeah, I, I love it. He he's been he he's been one of the bright. I mean, SmackDown overall has been a really good show. He's he's been one of the bright spots. Um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I I just thought it was interesting the way they did it. You know, you kind of got that little bit of that Prince Finn finally. You know that that kind of like. He didn't go into the whole the industry watches me type promo or anything like that, but he still had that edge to him a little bit. But then everything that – so I'm curious to see how he reacts to what happened because he kind of got screwed out of his title chance now. You know, he was about to sign the contract and Corbin fuck, fucked him over and then Cena slid in and, and, and uh, took advantage and signed the contract. But um, but we're going to get that Roman-Cena match that we, we anticipated we were going to get, so I'm excited for that. Um, you know, not so much excited for the raw side of things because fucking Lashley and Goldberg. That's the other thing, and that that's the the thing that I tweeted about. I'm just like, you're gonna fucking, you're gonna bring back a guy like Bill Goldberg just to get this nostalgia pop from him. And you talk about how you're making these budget cuts, but you have a guy that is way past his prime that you bring in for one or two pops, and you're paying him millions of fucking dollars. But then you just release the most creative guy on your roster that was more over that was way younger and that could provide you years of entertainment not just one or two stupid fucking little pops yeah i think that's my yeah i think it makes like three million dollars a year yeah that's that's the frustrating thing to me like you, you you got this you got this guy that you know he's a name he is he's a huge name and i'm not i'm not discrediting bill gold I'm not discrediting Bill Goldberg or saying that, you know, he doesn't, Greenberg. Greenberg, yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't deserve his, his place in wrestling history. I'm not, I'm not going to say any of that. I have nothing but respect for Bill Goldberg and, you know, he, he's a hall of famer and he deserves to be, but he's just not needed at this point. You know, WWE, especially in the, in the position that they're in, this is kind of a youth movement for them. I mean, Roman is the, the head of the table. He's the head of the locker room. He is, he is the guy that you're 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 basing your company around, and then you need to fill it in with, with younger talent. And and of course, having guys like Randy Orton around to help bring them along, and, and and veterans like AJ Styles to help bring them along. Those are veterans that are there every single day, putting the work in. Goldberg comes in for a cup of coffee and pieces the fuck out and leaves. So having a guy like Bray Wyatt is a is a better asset to your locker room than Goldberg. I mean, I I just don't get 
I, I don't see the financial strategy in any of that. That that's that's just me. Without question. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I know we kind of went back there, but but yeah. And then the other cool thing on SmackDown was <laughs> was the whole Sasha Banks comes back and saves Bianca. Then it creates a tag match, and then they win the tag match, and then afterwards she just <laughs> annihilates her. Like that yep. was the greatest fucking. Like I love Bianca. Don't get me wrong, but holy shit! Like that was. You know, you saw Sasha come back. Okay, we're going to get a baby face Sasha. I'm okay with that. We'll get another run. Nope, nope, nope. She's still heel. <laughs> yeah. No, and, that, and that's perfect because with Bailey being out. Oh, without he, a doubt. Yeah. You know, so, you know, let's, I hope this is a nice, you know, I hope it, it's a however many match feud. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I mean, honestly, to the point where, like, I wouldn't mind if they put the belt back on Sasha. At yeah. SummerSlam, I wouldn't either. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't think it would do anything for Bianca. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't um, bring her. You know what I mean? Like I rather her kind of chase it. You know what I mean? Like, um, because the whole thing with Sasha, it was just it was a quick thing. I won the Rumble, here we go. But like, I, I'd be all for Sasha winning it back and. And you know, being the champion, so I'm, I'm honestly surprised Bianca's held it this long. And not anything against Bianca; she's a good champion. She's defended it, and she's looked really good doing it. Uh, but it, it just, you know, typically first title reigns don't tend to last that long. And, mm-hmm. and she's held it for a little over a hundred days now. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would have no problem with it going back to Sasha for a little bit and let her carry it as a heel champion for a little bit. I you know I I think that's I think that's the better way to go but you know we'll see and I'd be fine with 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 Bianca carrying it for a little bit they just don't have a whole lot outside of Sasha who what other heel character other I mean Carmella has had her chances but what other heel really, character there's, there's not yeah there's there's nothing on there you know what I mean like nothing that stands out you know what I mean so. Yeah, unless they um, shake the roster up a little bit and move some people around, if you get like Shayna or Nia moved over to moved over to SmackDown, you know that that could create a, a some challengers for her. Uh, her. Her and Nia would be fun because with her strength and Nia's size, I, I think you know you you have a real good opportunity to kind of get her over the same way that John Cena got over with like Big Show and like being able to like F five him or something like that. If she's able to TKO Nia Jax. Holy shit! Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like people would look at Bianca in a whole different light in in a situation like that. Yeah. So, and the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about was something that kind of pissed me off. Uh, we we talked a little bit about it last week, which was the whole Carrying Cross debut thing. I I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, and this is kind of actually what I was going to base the show off originally until the whole Bray Wyatt thing happened. But did you see where the original plan that they finally, like, I guess somebody found out the original plan was to continue to have Karrion Cross lose on Raw until they brought Scarlet up. And then Scarlet kind of brings out that inner warrior in him. And then he was going to go on like a dominant win streak with her and the whole package together. So for all the fans that were bitching and moaning about Scarlett not coming up with him and all the fans that were bitching and moaning about him losing to Jeff Hardy and all that, 
Now that whole storyline is scrapped, obviously, because he went over on Keith Lee this past Monday night, which you know pissed a lot of people off that are Keith Lee lovers. Like, oh, Keith Lee lost again. He'll be fine. It's two matches. He's he's got a long career ahead of him. Like it's it's going to be okay. Um, but what what are your thoughts on if they would have stuck with that storyline? I personally would have thought that was great. Uh, like it would have been compelling to me, a reason to care about the character on a bigger stage or, you know, to, to put that package together, it'd be a reason to do that. But what, what do you think? Um, I guess I, it's one of those things I had, I had to see it, you know what I mean? Like see like how he acts, you know what I mean? Like how, how, you know what I mean? Like how he, how does he sell it? You know what I mean? Like right. how, how, how do you sell me on, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I can't really say I have an opinion on it. I mean, until I actually saw it, and, and, you're, and you're totally right. But unfortunately, because internet wrestling fans got so fucking hot about him losing one match, we're never going to get to see it because they basically oh. scrapped it. And that, I guess that's my point. I would have liked to see how that storyline played out, and that's why I, that's why I said last week, let's see how it plays out before we overreact about it. And right. you know, unfortunately, we didn't get the opportunity to do that. We didn't get a chance to see how the storyline played out because, and, and maybe maybe they scrapped it more because Jeff Hardy got sick, and that was that. Maybe that was kind of where they were going, and they ch- they changed they changed on there. But I gotta feel like the internet backlash had something to do with that storyline changing. Oh, uh, possibly, I could see it. You know, and and that and that's just and that's and that's the thing. And then people were complaining about him beating Keith Lee, and I'm just like. So you complain when he comes out and he loses, and then they scrap that storyline, and then you say, well, WWE never does anything with a story. They never create good stories. Well, here they're trying to create a good story, and you shit all over it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... I, that, that, it just drives me fucking crazy, like the negativity. Like, just let fucking things play out. Give yourself <laughs> a chance to be entertained it's, it's, by the it's, product. It's, it's, it's the way of the world anymore. It is. Nobody I, I is know. ever. I, nobody's ever happy with anything ever, and, and beyond just wrestling. You know what I mean? Like it's. Just... No, you're right, and and it, and it isn't just wrestling. It, it's other things too, and it's you know, anything that's good for a long time, eventually, it, it's like that old line. It's like that line from um, from Batman. Um, was it? Um, Oh, the Dark Knight, where he said, "You, you either, you either, um, you either die the hero, or you li- live long enough to become the villain." Yeah, and that, that's that's so true with with a lot of things. Like WWE's been around for so long that they're just instantly villainized because they they've just been around. There's there's nothing else to do but to shit on them. You know what I mean? And and it's it's such the case in a lot of things in life. Look at Game of Thrones and how long that went on and how it was so beloved, but then that final season, man, people just fucking fucking hated it. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was well, it's even like, so like toxic. The Walking Dead. Yeah, like with the Walking yeah. Dead, like like Morgan was. I mean, Walking Dead through and through, and I don't think she's even kept up with it or anything forever because she's like it just got stupid. Yeah. So like you know, um, yeah, it's just a thick you know, fickle business and people just, you know, that, that's the thing I wonder too, is like, would people be, if WWE was still, it's still like, there was no AEW, 
You know what I mean? Like, would people still be this brutal? Probably not. You yeah. Know I mean? I'm, maybe. I don't know. Um, maybe, but not like, I don't know. I just, anybody that sits there and says, well, I'm never fucking watching WWE again as a fucking mark for themselves yeah. or a fucking liar. We'll, so We'll watch your Twitter on Monday when you, and, and that's the other thing too, is some of these people that comment and, and you know, I, uh, people that comment like Facebook groups and shit like that. They're not even watching the product or watching the show as it airs. They're reading about it online and they're basing their opinion off of somebody else's opinion on what 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 they watched. And that, I think that drives me crazy more than anything. And not not just in wrestling. You know, like I you know, we're part of, you know, the the whole media we had this whole little media junkie thing and we had this Discord chat and stuff like that and and I remember when oh fucking what movie was it? Um there was a movie that came out that we were all talking about and one guy in the chat in particular was like, "Oh no, it was a video game. I take that back." The Last of Us 2, and he wouldn't play the game or didn't want to play the game based off of a couple people's opinion on the game, and he based his entire opinion of the game off of watching YouTube videos and watching like and reading people's like blogs about it instead of actually playing it and experiencing it himself. And he was like shitting on it. I'm like, dude, this is this is probably top five of one of the best video games I've ever played in my entire life. And here you are telling me it's garbage when you haven't even put the game in your system and turned the shit on. Like right. you, you can't, you can't base it. Like I, if you were coming at me with a, an opinion based off of what somebody else told you, I instantly give you absolutely zero credibility to anything you have to say. If you haven't actually taken the time to watch it yourself or play it yourself or do it yourself or whatever, don't fucking come at me with an opinion because your shit is not informed. And I don't, right. I don't have, I don't, I don't even want to hear it because it, it, it's not even viable to me because you haven't actually experienced it yourself right so i guess that's my two cents this has been therapy monday with the gimmick minute wrestling podcast thank you guys for joining <laughs> kevin got anything yeah. else before we, before we close it out uh i think i'm good think you're good i'm ready yeah you're ready I for bed did you get everything out that you wanted to talk about we we cover everything yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I really, yeah, I mean, obviously we had to talk about the Bray Wyatt thing. Um, I think we, you know, talked about a lot of stuff AEW, um, um, especially especially the death match and stuff. I, I'm still waiting for the um, Jericho next episode. Or oh yeah, the Hoovy, kind of... we get Hoovy juice Hoovy. this week. That's yeah, Hoovy juice. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Jericho to his next. Hopefully, one of his next upcoming podcast episodes, he'll be talking about the match. And yeah, we'll see him um, talk about how dangerous it was and how he ex- barely escaped with his life and be completely over dramatic about it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I but you know what, I, I I do like some of his like stories behind some of these things. And, oh yeah, um, when, when he does the stories behind the stadium stampede and and that stuff like that, that stuff is uh, good. I mean, he he. Oh my god, yeah. The, the, when they when he had all the inner circle on and they were talking about like climbing up the scoreboard, right? And how like they basically climbed 150 feet with no harness, and they were all next to each other, like on top of each other. He said, if one person slips and falls, like we all fall and we're all dead. 
and I, that that just like gives me like the heebie-jeebies, like just <laughs> listening to it. Right. And um, but like uh, the episode he did uh, a long time ago about he it was just him talking about when the how the title belt was stolen mm-hmm. after he won it. Like that was a great episode. Like it really yeah. just intrigues you, you know. So. Hopefully it's like an, an episode like that. Hopefully it's an episode where it's just kind of like him talking about it and like maybe talking about Nick Gage. Maybe like maybe he can open up or even have Nick Gage on. You know what I mean? Like it'd be nice to like hear this guy and maybe be real or something. You know what I mean? Like just some backstory stuff and just just, just have just given the way he lives his gimmick, I don't think he would do that. But maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean probably not. But like that to me that'd be a Real interesting to, uh, or he would be in character that. the entire time, like Matt Hardy yeah. or, or or Danhausen. You know, that, yeah, that would be that would be entertaining as well. So, yeah, but um, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm I, I and I that's the thing too about these labors. Like Nick Gage was number two. Now Hoovy, I, I like that it's he has to win with a top rope move or whatever. Okay, cool. Um, but okay, what? so okay, I'm gonna here's my prediction for that, and we'll see if it comes true or not. I know how we like to predict stuff, and sometimes we are right. I, I'm I'm thinking because yeah, obviously he's trying to take the Judas effect out out of play. Right. I'm thinking a, a Judas effect off the top rope somehow. Okay, all right. I just figured so, it would be some sort of sunset flip, like roll up pin or something like that. Oh my god, how funny would that be? Yeah. <laughs> <It was, laughs> Most common like wrestling move, <laughs> or he hits Hoovy with his leg drop, his own leg drop, or something like that off the top rope. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I, I'm just curious what labor, you know, three or four and five are going to be. If if Nick Gage was number two, you know what I mean? Like he it almost seems like a, a match with Hoovy is a little bit of a break for him. Um, you know, that, that's a pretty violent match to have as number two. And then what what are they going to end it with? You know what I mean? I, I would have thought that Gage would have been like the last one, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, again, this has been Therapy Monday with the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. If you have your own grievance or your own thing that you'd like to air out or get off your chest, you can hit us up on our Twitter, which is at LiveYourGimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. I'd even be willing, if you wanted to, you could even leave like a voice message in a DM or something like that. And I'll even play it on the air if you have your own thing that you want to get off your chest. Or maybe we'll have like a segment where we have people come on and we'll record you know, their, their rants or something like that. If anybody wants to get, get shit off their chest and just throw shit out there, then I'd be happy to. Uh, yeah. I'd be happy to. But we, we, we won't. But we we will not shit on your chest, though. So no, that we will not do. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. clarifying so that. Yeah, I appreciate if, you're, that. if you're into that, if you're into that shit, don't fucking DM nothing. So. <laughs> Keep going to tpublic.com, searching gimmick minute. You can uh, find all of Mike's cool designs, like the Bukaki Warriors, which apparently has been a hit. Somebody uh, he texted me, texted us today, and said that somebody ordered like five Bukaki Warrior stickers off of uh, off of tpublic.com, and he sold a couple of Bukaki Warriors T-shirts. But there's also the Cheeto Dust shirt. There's a couple of those shirts with our logos on it. Um, there's the uh, there's the the one that uh, the inner circle rip off of Guns and Roses <laughs> that we ripped off that. I have that Kevin wanted and never bought. There's that shirt yeah. that you can pick up too. Somebody actually even bought somebody else even bought that shirt. So um definitely definitely go on tpublic.com, buy our gimmick yeah. minute merch. I had the ideas, I just don't buy them. 
Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to plug Mike's uh, modern toy fair shit. So if you want to, if you're into toys, you can go find that, but I, w- I won't get into all that. But, uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Hopefully some of you share the same opinions. We'd love to hear from you. So again, tweet us at live your gimmick. If you have Apple podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And outside of that for Kevin, my name's Jason reminding you smarks out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Thank you. And goodbye, everybody. Mike's a bitch. There it is. I was waiting for it.